Hello, hello everyone. This is Heather. This is Kara. And you're listening to I'm Not Complaining. I'm just asking. It's our podcast. Hello everyone. Kara, you said you had an idea for an exciting new episode. Tell us all about it. Well, it's season two. It is. 2021. <laughs> Couple months in. Yes. And, uh... Fun fact, Heather and I are still in self-isolation, so what do you got to do to pass the time? I think we've mentioned before that uh, we have quite a few streaming services. Uh Uh-huh. We also have... DVDs. Yes. We also have cable TV. Uh Uh-huh. And what typically happens... When we get past the holidays and into a new year. Well, back um, before streaming and back before really uh, the internet uh, took off, there was a very set, regimented, time-honored schedule of when new television shows uh, would premiere. It was very... You could you could set your watch to it in the summertime. Uh, they would show reruns and they, or they would show, put in mid-season replacements. They would try out new things to see if they had legs. Uh, but now it's the wild, wild west. There is no rhyme or reason. A new show will premiere just at any time they please. Um, so it's crazy. But yes, there has been an influx of brand new content whether that be movies, um, limited series, or trying to do an actual long-running series. And there were quite a few shows. One of my favorite shows, which is on uh, the CW, which used to be the WB, is Supernatural. Mm -hmm. They just finished their 15th season, but they had to shut down their filming due to COVID. And I know that there's a lot of shows that they're, the season that they were working on, they had to either f- fill episode dates with either reruns or they would start their new season late because they didn't have enough episodes that were ready to go and in the can, so to speak. Yes, the, when we're talking about the... A year ago, really, um, the first initial lockdown that happened, that was a very real thing that happened with so many um, television series, especially one-hour dramas. Um, I know well, first, 42 minutes. Well, and I, um, <laughs> for certain, uh, the TV show on NBC, The Blacklist, was very affected by that they were in the middle of filming their final episode their season finale and i think they said they had only gotten mm, five or eight days in to filming that episode and then it was just like no we're done no more filming and so they divide they came up with a plan of still using the same script using the footage that they had filmed and then filling the rest with voiceovers by the actors 
and animation film like um storyboarding storyboarding it was kind of like a mix of animation from the aha video and uh sin city it was very strange they were trying to go for something and it didn't quite work out i don't think anyone would say anything against me to disagree that fact including the people who worked on the show they're literally just trying to make it work and uh, respect to that they literally tried their best and so that's fine um but yeah uh quite a few other shows uh, had that happen as well um and i think when you're talking about supernatural i think you've told me that luckily for them they were pretty far deep um into production and they were like almost at the finish line and so um it wasn't quite as perilous a situation for them to figure out um, how to accomplish their goal. Well, I know that um, there's a lot of Netflix shows, I think in particular, um, action adventure shows that are filmed overseas um, in Europe. Like, um, I th for some reason, I feel like Belarus or um, Turkey is a really big hotspot for are you, filming. Are you, are you pulling that from Schitt's Creek? No! <laughs> what? When Moira gets sent out. She did, but I'm just telling you. And also Budapest, I remember, was a really big place that was filming. I don't know if that's still the case, but um, I remember that as well. Um, a lot of the Netflix shows, um, there was this Netflix show, I don't remember which one, or maybe Showtime, who knows. Um, that was filming in Belarus, excuse me, Be Budapest, and they had to shut down. Uh, a lot of, you know, the um, shows that take place of another time. Um, and obviously Europe is, all those buildings are old, and they're already built, and you can just go film in front of them. So it makes sense. Uh, so you, you, you weigh your options. You can, like, either build it, or you can ship your entire crew overseas, which which is the you know less money which which works out anyway gotta, that's a gotta, whole nother different you gotta thing you gotta have your passport it's a whole nother different thing that doesn't even factor in the covid factor beforehand um so, so anyway it's but, a it's a mess but yeah. the point is is that there are new shows mm -hmm. that are coming up or there are new shows that are recommended for Kara <laughs> since you watch since you watched this whole series and you completed it right. based on Based on the shows that you've been watching, mm -hmm. or that you've been watching in their entirety and finishing the whole series or the whole season, yeah. you might be interested in blank. Uh -huh. And, you know, whenever a new show comes up uh -huh. and you, they just advertise it and advertise it and advertise it, and it's like, all right, I'll give you one, maybe two episodes if if the characters interest me, if the storyline's interesting, okay, I'll see where this goes. Uh, because I know that pilots, you're supposed to pack the most information and front load it. Because you have to have character establishment, it's either their job or their situation, and then that's the jumping off point. Right, so my feeling about pilots is exactly that and it's when you say i'll watch one episode and give it a chance i feel like that's 
not entirely fair, even though that is the standard. Um, because as you just said, the pilot, there's so much weight, there is so much pressure on that pilot that it doesn't always work. And it's not always the truest representation of what that series wants to be or can be. So sometimes you need to go three episodes in to really know whether or not something is good. Um, I will tell you an example. I have several examples, but the first one that comes to mind of that is The Office. Um, obviously, everybody knows what I'm talking about. The legendary uh, comedy series The Office, which you can literally see anywhere on any channel and or streaming service at any time on planet Earth. I did not like the first episode of The Office. I watched it as it premiered and I was like, I don't like this at all. And I'll tell you what, I didn't like, I didn't enjoy the first season of it. I didn't like it at all. And you're like, why would you watch it if you don't like it? I didn't. Sometimes it was forced upon me and I didn't enjoy it. But you know what? When it finally ended and the reruns, you know, Comedy Central or whoever, whoever bought the rights to start showing them three at a time. I started watching it when it was showing like season four, maybe. And when they're in the groove, when they're in the groove, when they had their rhythm, when everybody was on point and I could not get enough of it. It's I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't already know. It's absolutely an incredible show and it deserves its place in pop culture history and television history because it's incredible. But like I said, I didn't like episode one, the pilot, and I didn't like the entire first season. But you know what? That's You got to let things get their rhythm going. And unfortunately, in this day and age, that doesn't always happen. You're one and you're done if you don't get the ratings, if you don't get traction. And that's really sad because the amount of everything that has to go into just getting that pilot on air is absolutely ridiculous. So I I feel for them. Um, uh, same goes with um, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, I didn't like it. Episode one, no thank you. First season, no. I fell into the no. <laughs> But you know what? Like, same thing. Three episodes at a time, I watched maybe the second season, and I was like, oh, this is the greatest show that's ever been created in all time. I love that show so much. I love every single character on that show, and it's incredible. Of course, everybody already knows this, but yeah. So that was a long-winded way of saying that sometimes we have unpopular opinions, and... This was, and, and honestly, before uh, we even started the podcast mm -hmm. last year, and as we mentioned, we're in season two now, um, we were trying to So maybe out if you hated all of our other episodes, <laughs> this is going to be the one that wins you over. Is that when we were trying to figure out what to call our podcast of, okay, it's usually a phrase, we should probably use a phrase that we use daily or... Amongst friends or for two ourselves, it's like, look, 
I'm not complaining. I'm just asking. I just, I just need to know. The <laughs> other one is uh, unpopular opinions, or you know what? Your opinion is not needed right now. Well, you're in the wrong business because this is a podcast. So, you know, our 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 business plan of not making money is just working out great. <laughs> you know, Heather. What? Your opinion might be unpopular, but guess what? I really don't care. <laughs> hey, the viewership of our podcast would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Heather. Oh, God. I, so, but I, I, when it comes to TV shows and, and movies and sporting events or daily life, it's like, you know, I feel like being at home being uh watching television movies tv shows i feel like every single time something new comes on i feel as though that we have to have commentary or banter between ourselves like we'll look at each other and go nah i mean when you used to go to the movies and there'd be a preview oh don't, yeah. you'd always look at each other and go yeah that looks great or <laughs> Nah, I'll rent it. Um, or so not to throw Zach Efron under the bus, but um, I'm sure he will never hear this. And if he does, he's, he's if, living it up in Australia and, right now. And so if he does, fine. I don't think he's going to be offended. But to your point about being in the movie theater and everyone giving their—I mean, there's always whew, when they show the trailers, there's a murmur about amongst the crowd of like you could tell, like yeah. I might see that, or, oh, that's cool, I will definitely buy a ticket, or a resounding no, and one of the most resounding no's that I witnessed was we uh, we were either in the theater to see The Hunger Games or Twilight. I really can't remember which. It was one of the two. So the trailer that they showed was for the crowd that was in the theater. You know, it was for young uh, what, tweens, um, early, uh, young adult, and they showed the trailer for the Zac Efron drama big screen vehicle, Charlie St. Cloud. Never seen it. And for those of you who don't remember, and I don't blame you if you don't, it was everything, everything in this trailer was they thought they had knocked it out of the park. And it was beautifully put together. No no shade thrown at the editors. They did what they could. Um, it's Zac Efron on a, ooh, a yacht, a boat. I don't know. Single person. And it's got the sweeping cinematic scape of the ocean and the water and the sea. And he he's very uh, New England and sweater and all this stuff. And anyway... Basically, it goes through all the, it's this drama, and there's emotion, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, supposed to be a chick flick kind of thing, which would, you know, go with his um, milieu at the time. And it was just drama to the max. And the and it ended, and it said, Charlie St. Cloud, you know, coming to a theater near you. And it was dead silent, and someone in the crowd goes, no and everyone started laughing and i 
felt the same way, but at the same time, I felt so horrible because I was like, what if Zac Efron is sitting in the back waiting to see what people think? And I got so upset because I felt so bad. He wasn't there, it wasn't but a, it, I felt terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't like a preview, uh, you know, like when uh, Will Ferrell was talking about, like, oh, what did you like about the film? Oh, oh yeah, I didn't like his hat. Oh, what else did you like? You know what else I didn't like? It's like, oh, God. <laughs> focus groups. And focus groups. Everybody's a critic. Oh. But, the, but I think he's doing okay. I think, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, but there's so many times that I feel like with the new TV shows that are coming out, the TV shows that are trying their best to still get the ratings, uh, hold on to their spot, a yeah. prime time spot, and then the commercials in between where, you know, new and improved. Like, even, they just brought back, for the Super Bowl ad, they just brought back the Doritos 3D with Matthew McConaughey. Spoiler alert, those are not new. No. We ate those when we were kids. Yes. I I don't know if they were called Doritos 3D. I think they were, but they would were cut they? your mouth. Because I don't know what else, the, uh, unless they were called like Doritos Puffs, but I can't imagine that would be correct. I would think that they were called Doritos 3D. I didn't, obviously haven't done the research, but yes, I remember you would buy them and they are, so for those of you who don't know, picture a Dorito chip, you know, the triangle. Picture it half the size of the normal Dorito chip. Now picture it, instead of being flat, being puffed up with air and being completely hollow inside. And so how do you eat it? You bite the tip off so that you can see inside the hollow shell. You pour soda in it and then you pop it in your mouth and you bite it. That's the proper way to eat it. according to us. Not uh, according but, to Matthew um, McConaughey. Uh, otherwise, um, if you just pop it, you're going to get jagged pieces cutting up your palate. That's what's going to happen. So have fun. And how are you supposed to have dip with that chip? I guess you just put the, that little co- that little puff cone submerged in the dip and you swirl it around and then you eat it. You know I what, don't know. Heather? What? Unpopular opinion. What? That the scoops, the Tostito scoops, those are dangerous. Extremely. Because they're little cups. And yeah, I get it that they're supposed to be a cup, an avenue in which to get the dip from the bowl and into your mouth. But guess what? There are jagged pieces and vertical pieces. So when you bite in, what makes you think it's not going to go in your gums or in between your teeth? It's a good idea in theory. And it does deliver what the name promises. You can scoop and, and have the dip sit in there but i agree it cuts you up it's true and again i will reference back to people would say you know what karen your opinion is not needed if you don't want those chips or to eat those chips don't buy them and you know what i say i don't you know what i'll tell you something else about chips uh, just plain tortilla chips i don't like it when it has lime on it i think it ruins it 
you you have the lime on it and then like if you're gonna have it with salsa maybe it's okay but if you're gonna have it like with onion dip ugh, ugh, it's awful i don't want lime in it i don't want lime anywhere near it <sighs> not that you asked Exactly. You know, sometimes <laughs> your opinion is unsolicited. Yes. And I, the one thing that I would say, again, about TV shows is there are so many game shows on right now that oh, I don't. unnecessary. Okay. Just, Here's, we're not going to name names. I will. So there is a show. There is a show called The Wall. Now, here's, I have... Here's my very limited knowledge about the wall. The wall looks like a giant Plinko board from The Price is Right. Are they related? I don't know. I haven't done the research, but that's what it looks like to me. Past that, I don't understand the rules because I have not watched the show in full. I know that the I believe when it first started... Uh, Kristen Bell's husband, Dax Shepard, was the host, I think, and now he's not. He, um, there's a new host, um, who used to, he probably still has a podcast, but he, um, I think he used to host all the AMC after show talk roundtables, like The Walking Dead and Breaking oh, the Bad. Oh, ta- the Talking Dead. Or- yeah, okay. the, the opinion show after the their big shows, I'm pretty sure. I think his, mm, I'm not even guess what his name is because I'm not sure. Anyway, he's hosting now. So anyway, The Wall. I come, have popped in on it when it's in the final two minutes of the show about three times now because I'm waiting for the next show to come on and I'm like, oh, I'll just sit here for three minutes and wait for my show to come on. I can't imagine watching this show in total because it looks exhausting. So the part I come in is the pinnacle, the climax of the show. And they have the wall and they have two totals on the screen. The person who has been on stage this whole time being in front of an audience and getting all hyped up knows one of the totals. The other total is a mystery. And all of a sudden a door slides open and a person who knows the person that has been on stage so it's their sibling it's their spouse best friend whatever comes out and they're both looking at each other like they haven't seen each other in 20 years which really they've just been one has been in isolation this entire uh episode which hey i can relate to this energy so anyway they come out and the host goes, okay, so we're going to use the, the the two names, Bob and Sally. Okay, okay, Bob. Sally has been in isolation this whole time. And we don't know whether or not she signed the contract. So Sally, he doesn't know if you signed the contract or not. Yeah, okay. I'm going to leave you two alone. No, not leaving you two alone. There's literally a spotlight and all this, all these people and cameras staring at you. But okay, he's just going to leave. And and I swear, this is the phrase that he has decided to use. I thought the first time I saw it, it was like, oh, it's just what he said. No, it's a phrase that he, they have talked about 
and he has decided this is what I'm going to ride for the rest of this series. I'm going to leave you two alone. And you're going to tell them what you did. Oh, my God. Right? I'm like, hey, what the? What is this? What is this crap? Okay, what the hell is going on? Excuse me. So they, sh- they go, you know, they stand face to face, Bachelor style, which P.S. I have never seen a damn episode of that either. But it's like the final, who's going to be, you know. Ugh. The final rose. Right? Which, by the way. That South Park episode where they where they need to find a new friend that replaces Kenny is amazing. <laughs> Who do they end up choosing anyway? They, I don't remember, but they go is through. Tr- is it tro- Token? No. Um, is it Butters? Uh, is it Tweak? Butters? Tweak? There's that one. Oh, anyway, it Timmy. Um, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Anyway. So they have them stand on a glowing platform and clasp hands and look into each other's eyes like one of them is, like, proposing marriage or something. And they start literally, like, saying handwritten wedding vows. It's like, what is going on? This is so weird. And they're just, and they both start sobbing. This has happened three times. And one is just, like, listening patiently trying to and then the other one it's just like you know life is a journey and i know it's been hard are and it's just they, like are these people what? winning money or are they trying to figure out if they got a kidney transplant it's or like legit i'm like yeah exactly so basically i'm just like this whole emotional mind bending thing and it just comes down to oh the person in the booth gets it's to me it's a little bit of the element of deal or no deal with the banker if anybody remembers any of that it's crap like the briefcases and right megan markle you know, was a was she a briefcaser she was and um so basically um the person in the booth gets offered a, an amount of money and a piece of paper and they have to decide, is the amount of money on this piece of paper more than what the person outside is throwing balls on a Plinko board? And if they think it is, they go, yeah, I'm taking it and taking it and we're done. Or, no, I think the person out front is really good at throwing balls at the board and um, I'm going to let that whatever their total be well, the total. Heather, I'm going to be, I'm going to stop and correct you. They're not throwing balls at a Sliding? board. Sliding? No, they're dropping balls. Dropping balls. <laughs> So basically, that's it. So I don't understand the crying and the emotional journey so, and everything. Okay, and it's either you won or you lost. So, so the new game shows. It's just horrible. I don't understand, and it's every channel and it's every night, Ugh. and it's just. Again, I know that no one asks for our opinion, but I don't like them. I I can't I can't with the mask singer the the mask no. dancer no uh no there's so many shows that I am so confused by that yeah. I'm going who's watching these case in point you know oh, let's get on the game show uh is is the chase holy gosh the chase which, we watched which, a pilot of which 
has three Jeopardy all-time champions. Yes, uh, Jeopardy, James, Holesauer, um, Ken Jennings, and then I feel so terrible. I don't know the third guy's name, and he's the one who's won the most money, and he's such a nice guy, and I feel absolutely terrible, so I'm really sorry. Um, but that that show, that show, The Chase, legit reminds me of the the friends episode where joey tribbiani is trying out to be a game show host and they have to it's not the one where he invents his own play bamboozled it's just like oh my gosh i feel like it's trying to be this is a super throwback (laughs) for those of you who really uh did not have cable uh when we did was win ben stein's money which you were put in a sound booth and you read a list of questions, and you had to answer them in a certain amount of time, yeah. and you got, the number would go bing, yes. bing, bing, and they would have a running total. Yeah. And then at the end, Ben Stein would have to answer the same number or amount of uh, uh, trivia questions, yeah. and then it would have the clock, and if he tied it or got more than one <laughs> answer correct over you then he wouldn't have to pay you. Right. But that's how I feel like, but there's like three people and then they're going back and forth and the answer that I... It's so complicated. And the thing is, is that they're trying to have everyone have a personality. And you know what? Not everyone on a game show has a personality. And you know what? They don't need to. That's not what they're there for. They're there to play the game. So just money. let them play the game. Just you like, know? like just, you don't have to be a stand-up just comedian. Just like with okay, so we've we've done an episode about Jeopardy, and we've done an episode about Wheel of Fortune, but it's like there was in the late nineties, early two thousands, they started to vamp up to have these game shows where it was like. The Weakest Link, which was originally a British show. I tried show. out for The Weakest Link, you guys. And they've revamped it now. Which yeah, I don't like watched, it now. Don't like it. And you know what? I love Jane Lynch. I love her. I think she's amazing. She's so talented. Um, her in the Christopher Guest movies, legendary. I actually worked on a television series where she was a, a, a guest on the show. And um, I did not get to meet her. She's um, She was on the other side of the room, and I, I was busy working, and I wasn't allowed to meet her. Nothing against her that she didn't even know I was there. She, was, she is every bit as tall as you think she is. She is so beautiful. She is the nicest person. I could hear her because we were in... Um, a soundstage, so voices carry, and she sounds exactly that is her voice. Um, she's, uh, I believe, she's from Chicago, or at the very least, the Midwest, and she's just, that's her voice. And I'll I'll tell you what I heard. I'll tell you the conversation I heard. They were they were having some downtime, and she comes off great. There's no, it's not a bad story, so I don't think anybody will care. Anyway, it was between between setting up shots, and at the time. The show I was working on, they had put together packages to submit to the Emmys to be nominated. For your consideration? Absolutely. And this was back when um, they were still kind of using VHS a little bit. 
I'm, I'm, I hope that's not true. Maybe it was DVD. I'll say it was DVD and not make myself so old. Um, and she was so nice to sit there and tolerate being shown basically home movies. She didn't need to see this. She didn't know these people. And, but they were so excited. And she meant so much to them, you know, as an actress that they wanted to show her you know, this is my package that they put together to submit to the Emmys. And she sat there and she watched it. And it, when it was done, she had nothing but nice things to say. She goes, oh my gosh, you, that was such a great clip. I, you, they're going to love this. They're just, who's going to watch this and not like, it was, she was so sweet. I mean, she's the nicest girl. I mean, woman, sorry. But she's, um, I, Amazing person. I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, the weakest link. She's hosting the weakest link. The Greenville. Yes. Nothing to get. It has nothing to do with her. She's wonderful. I just don't like that they force. I feel they not force. They encourage her to draw things out for time, and it's not necessary. Um, just do the show. Just go bang, 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 bang. It's not her fault. But anyway, go ahead. Um, the other show that was back-to-back, back in the day with The Weakest Link, was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, yeah. Which they have, they and had they, for a while. I they don't revamped know it with Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. and it was a celebrity. Same thing. They just draw it out so far. It's just like, just ask the questions and let's move on with our life. It's not fun for me to have every question take five minutes. It really isn't. I don't like it. Next. What about Celebrity Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> it depends on who the celebrity is. Now, now that, now that's where it changes. When, when it's, when it's billed as a celebrity game show, that is when the contestants must bring the personality. The game changes. It's not just about the game. It is about the anecdotes it's about the repartee it's different um so if you have a boring celebrity it's not going to be fun um there was um who was on the other i mean we watched a couple there was one with um joel McHale, uh peewee herman and in the center i think her name is nicole byer um, and I think she is... She's an um, African-American comedian. She is um, the host of Nailed It, I believe, which is on Netflix, Netflix where people try to make homemade crafts and or food. Goods. And she's so funny. She's really great. She was, she was wonderful um, on Wheel because she was excited to be there and she had personality. Uh, Joel McHale... Uh, standing next to her, he's from Community and the show Community, which I never watched. Uh, he tr- he was also the he- host of Talk Soup for a while when they changed the name to The Soup, um, and he's done a whole bunch of other things. Um, I wasn't expe- I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting to enjoy him because I fe- I feel, and I don't think this is has any place in reality to to have informed my opinion but i just felt like he's kind of a jerk um and i was like i don't think i like this guy he he was funny and you know what he 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 did play up 
the kind of being a jerk um, on on the wheel, but not in a way, you know, there's different tones and his his fit the tone of the show. Um, so that was, he was okay. Um, so that was enjoyable. That's, that's Celebrity Wheel, y'all. Back to you. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have to say that it's interesting to see shows that have stayed on for forever and then ones that, that they are revamping. So I, again, unpopular opinion, unsolicited opinion, I've seen the original reruns or original show reruns and now the revamp with match game and pyramid <laughs> yeah i don't enjoy that show at all it's very stressful back in the day it's very obvious that they are drinking and they're drinking <laughs> heavily and then even in today's show you can tell that maybe they're drinking in between takes because i'm pretty sure that you can't show on network television people actively drinking I alcohol so i don't think you can and that's the same thing with commercials that they can't they can show you them mixing the drink and yeah. holding the drink but they don't actually show them consuming it uh maybe that's changed i don't know but i don't enjoy those shows at all whether they have celebrities or not yeah i don't like it i don't I, the categories they choose, uh, uh, you know, match the word with, you know, game or home or kitchen. And then it's like kitchen blank. And it's like, yeah, try to match it with. And then the person writes down, you know, sink or garbage can. Kitchen oven. Kitchen oven. Yeah. Oh okay. My no. Gosh. No. <laughs> No. No. I will. I will. I will put this pen through your eye. I. Like, like really, really. Oh God. Oh, what? No. <laughs> you know, you don't need to. You don't need to react to everything that you see or hear. All right, kitchen oven. <laughs> but a show that's been on forever that I don't understand how it is still on and how it is entertaining or how these people get selected to win America's funniest videos that used to be hosted by Bob Saget and now it is well then it was Tom Bergeron and now it is Alfonso Ribeiro um so um Tom Bergeron of course went on Dancing to with the Stars host Dancing with the Stars and Alfonso Ribeiro is of course Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air let me tell you this. Uh, I went to a taping of America's Funniest Home Videos. Wait, was this at Universal Studios? It was not. I'm not entirely clear as to how it happened. Because but I wasn't there. No. <clears throat> Were we, we did you get lost on a backlot tour? And no. then you, got, you went through the wrong door? This is what I'm trying to tell you. It was nowhere near Los Angeles. It was here in San Diego at a... I believe it was the ABC 10 uh, studios um, here in San Diego. Um, 
uh, which was an affiliate for America's Funniest Home Videos for some weird reason. I don't know why, but there we were. And we were in this studio, and they had made it look, uh, soundstage, they had made it look like the America's Funniest Home Videos set. But it was not, because we were not in Los Angeles. Uh, Bob Saget was not there. Dave Coulier was not there. We were being shown via satellite. Um, so were, so, so I don't know why. Were they recording your laugh track? They were recording the laughs. They were videotaping. Did they have you vote? They were, let me get to it. <laughs> let me get to it. <laughs> so A, B, C, or D on your clicker, on your remote, at your seat. So we're in this freezing meat locker of a studio, sitting on folding chairs. They are recording our laughs, our reactions. They are showing us the videos on the overhead monitors. They are filming us for being the studio audience. They show us the videos. And then, like you say, they say, take out your voting device, as they said, which basically looked like a remote control with a wire on it. And they told us to vote. And then the over, and so we all did. And then the overhead speaker came on, the PA of the director in the booth, like literally right as our fingers are about to touch the buttons. And the overhead speaker goes, everybody, I need you to press B. <gasps> okay. What? Okay. I need you to press you're tell B. You're telling me that America's Funniest Videos, you mean kids who are hitting balls into their dad's crotches or grandma is slipping off her chair. And you're telling me that that is rigged? Yeah. And or at least, at least the episode that you attended. At least the one I attended. Um... So two things. Thank you for that reaction, because that's the reaction everyone had. And it, uh, like, legit, what? They were just like, everybody's like. That, that video is not funny. Right, and it wasn't. The one they wanted us to pick was not the best one. I couldn't tell you what any of the videos were, because I don't remember. I mean, there's not that much of a variety, so you can guess. But <clears throat> the second thing was... If you have the video that you want to win, why would you even plug in our devices? You know what I'm saying? Let us push whatever button we want. If it's not connected to anything, if you're not going to take our vote, then um, why say anything over the PA system? Do you know what I'm saying? It just it was very odd. It was like, Who's the idiot here? Right? <laughs> I mean Is it me? I mean this is, is it me? I mean this is the old school days where if you wanted there was no press pause of a live television show for the viewers at home to super zoom in and see if the people in the audience were it's actually not, pushing the it's corresponding not like button. an American Idol sort of a thing where no. like you would call in in the commercial break uh you know the hotline or text in your man. I remember when American Idol oh, went to texting in gosh, to vote. Don't text get me vote. started on the Adam Lambert, Chris Allen. We're not going to the block Heather. text voting. 
Heather. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. And <laughs> not to to bring up trauma. Yes. In your life. Uh, uh, let me just button up the um, America's Funniest Young Video because I don't want to get sued. Um, that's just what happened in our thing, in our little freezing ice ice cooler of a thing. I don't know if that's how I don't know how things work. That's how I remember it. So um, whoever won that episode, um, congrats. Can we talk about the outfits that people are wearing? And if the are those real people? Because I know I you know. There used to be the reality shows where you had, had like, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. You had the Maury show. You had... Montel. Montel. Donahue. And, uh, of course... R- Ricky Lake. And then, of course, where people would be throwing the chairs... Jesse... Oh, God. Uh, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, which was the number one. And it, I remember watching those shows and being like, are these real people or are they actors who knows? It's a mixed bag because I remember being sick home from school for one week and I saw a guy playing different people on Montel. Like, uh, was he He was on Maury and then he was on some other show. He was two completely different people. It was 100% the same human being. Um, so. So, I mean, there were times where there you go, America's, America's funniest video, America, America, this, this is, is you. you. And I was like, but is it really? Because there were some people on that show that I go, where, where do they, where do they find these people? Right. And then there's some people who are in the audience that are in like three piece suits, like Sunday best. And yes. there's other people who are wearing like, who are like Happy Gilmore yeah. uh, basketball shorts and a, and a hockey jersey and yeah. you're like what it's is going bag. on i don't know but one of my favorite and this is on the game show network which doesn't exist anymore the show is cash cab oh, which is in new cash york cab. and i am we've i've talked to my friends who have lived in new york have resided in new york and i just said you know do you ever uh, if if I were to catch a cab in New York, I would only want to catch a minivan. Yes. Because the minivan is the cash cab. Yeah, because it has all, all go, the... Ha- Cara, minivan is not going to pick you up on your lonesome. Like, you got to have a group. or a cash out. cab would. Right. Exactly. That's how I would know. They go, Cara, <laughs> it's so much cheaper. You just take the subway or you walk. And I say... How am I going to win say, the money? Yeah. You know what? Then you know, get to step in you. I'll get the cash cab and win all the money, and the then uh, it'll all be mine. And oh. I would go double or nothing. Oh gosh! The mobile shout on, out on or the, the street video, shout video, out? Video bonus. Video bonus. That's right. Double or red, nothing. Red light challenge. Ask a stranger. It's a shout out. A street shout out or a mobile shout out. And you know what? You have to use his phone. This yes. is back in the day where it's just like, that wouldn't fly now. No. Oh but the gosh. street shout out's the best because they go <laughs> and they're like, hey, hey, will you help me out? And it's like, most of the time they have to shout out and ask like for three different people to come over because true New Yorkers are like, like get no. out of here. They're like, no, I'm busy. I don't, don't talk to me. 
But I love that show <coughs> so much. And New Yorkers, for the most part, is like unpopular opinion. They're like, I hate that show. Oh. And, and I'm like, why? Because you're asking me questions. Right. Not your business. Right. They're stopping me on the street. I don't know that it technically qualifies as a game show, but Billy on the Street with Billy Eichner. Um, not really. Not a really. A variety I mean, show. I mean, he, he gives out a dollar. I for, guess for a dollar. That's right. Yeah. So I I for get, a dollar. Who is this? You know. I mean, you could do that with some of the you know back in the day with street smarts. Oh gosh. Okay. So where they would ask random people so on the street. I I didn't do the research, but I believe, and I'm probably wrong, but here we go. It was street smarts hosted by. Ugh, I'm pretty sure his name was Nick. Nicotero, I believe was his name. And I really think that he was a relative of Jay Leno because Street Smarts, the name, <clears throat> is what the segment was called when Jay Leno was the host of The Tonight Show. Right. And then all of a sudden, there's this spinoff called Street Smarts with this guy who had a large chin and but was younger. And I was like, Hey, had the same moxie. I think there's something going on here, but I was never able to find that out. Uh, but yeah, Street Smarts was yeah, basically they went out. Every- it was it was a twofold thing though. But what they did was they would send him out with the microphone out on the street and ask people random questions, and then they would answer. However, the actual show was taking place in a studio with three contestants behind a podium and the contestants had to guess whether or not the person on the street would get the answer correct. If you were the contestant studio, you weren't necessarily ever asked trivia questions. You were asked yes or no. Your job was to study human behavior it's kind of crazy now that i'm saying it out loud it was quite ambitious and i don't think it lasted very long they you know there's a local morning talk show radio show here in san diego that would do that and it was called drunk trivia oh no and they would go out on taco tuesday oh my gosh to bars and they would have the tape recorder and the microphone, and they would find the most lit person there <laughs> and ask them a series of questions. And so then they would can it, edit it, and then they would have people call in and say, do you think this person got it, knew it, or or got it wrong? Do they know it? or or?" And so you didn't have to know the answer to the question, like you said, you just had to be like, yes, I think that, you know, they're, they're there, but not there. But I think this this is such an easy question that they would get it right. Um, and so then if you got, I guess, a certain number correct, then you got concert tickets or whatever, you know. Um, but I found that incredibly entertaining because they would have different, they'd have women they would have men they would have different ages um but i I found it incredibly entertaining there are shows that have been on television that 
uh, juke that that get cut out like the MTV predates the reality shows and on VH1 there were like the dating shows and things like that that like next oh, and things like that. Can we just pause for one second? The my brain is telling me that the man's name was Frank Nicotero, oh. not Nick Nicotero. Frank Nicotero. Go ahead. Next, the TV show on MTV is, I want to choose my words correctly. Terrifying, horrifying, um, disgusting, gross. Yeah. The word, yeah. the word of 2020, Awful. Heather, as we've discussed. I, I have, I, we talked about this privately, but I was saying to Kara, the word that I have rarely used in my life but I have used the most almost on a daily basis throughout the year of 2020 is disgusting. That's right. To describe many things. Most things. Uh, Majority of things. Anyway, and again, unpopular opinion. Anyway. This is, oh, but, <laughs> anyway, uh, the show next. You describe what that was. Um, people on a bus, yeah. and it would either be it was it was a horrible dating game where either you got the money, you either would choose from five different people that you could go on little short mini dates with, yes. and you would either at the end, you would either choose to go on a date with that person, right, or you could get money. You would give it, be given the option of money, cash in your hand, or to go on the date. Right. So, here's and, the thing. Here's the thing. Take the money. Because, in reality, you are going to be sitting around with the crew and the people and the contestants waiting to set up a shot for 12 hours that day. If you wanted to get their phone number you could. Sorry. It's, it's not like it's not like Sorry. Survivor. No. You're not sequestered. Or Big so, Brother. So that whole that which, is just like whatever. We could reality shows is a whole nother bag of worms with Big Brother and Survivor and and uh you know Flinch or uh what was it? What? Uh, what is Flinch? Uh, not it? Flinch. What is it? What, what was it? Scare tactics or whatever. <laughs> I I think it was called Fear Factor. <laughs> What's off in the you know crematorium or right. the morgue right. and then of right. course the crew would like bang on the walls <laughs> and, like, and scare the hell out of people oh no but again no well, those are reality shows which that's a whole another <laughs> podcast on its own but oh my gosh um, like Heather you had mentioned that you went to the uh, a, a taping of America's um, funniest videos 
I was on AFV. Yeah, I was on a. I I guess I mean it's more. I mean it's not really a game show because I wasn't answering trivia, but I was on Wipeout. That's a game show. You were you winning were, money. Um, uh, performing stunts. That's right. I got punched in the face <laughs> twice. <laughs> I got I got hit by a pinwheel on my shoes. <laughs> the best the best part about that after stepping on the platform for them to record my time was a little uh like production assistant with the headset that runs over and goes, uh, here's your shoe. <laughs> was a great day it was super fun you um, got to bounce on the big like, red balls. balls i almost made it to the fourth ball i made it one two three and then i went <laughs> off horribly in another direction um which i could go in super in depth about wipeout that's an, again another episode on its own um the amount of uh hoops that i had to literally and figuratively yeah. jump through to get on that show um, to be entertaining. We had to drive to L.A. for your audition. Twice. I had two yeah. auditions. Yeah. 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 Um, plus uh, extensive physicals to make sure that I was uh, physically up, up able. to the task. Able and capable of actually competing. <laughs> I get, but to go back to, uh, I was, well, I, the amount of money, I didn't win any money, but I was paid. $40 yeah. cash in my hand. And I actually asked the uh, person who was handing out the money, um, I said, "Can by any chance, is it by check? And the guy just looked at me like I was crazy. But I was like, well, I wanted it, the check, you know, to either say productions or like wipe out or whatever. Now they literally handed me Forty dollars in my cash yeah. in my hand per DM. Y- yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, that's 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 fun. That was cool. Uh, no, I did not uh, save that forty dollars because I had to drive home. I probably spent most of it on ice packs and. Um, I I did. I bought. Yeah, I bought uh, literally <laughs> an ice pack. Uh, water. Um, some snacks and gas yeah. to drive home from LA. That's what I spent the the forty dollars <laughs> on. It was immediately gone. Yeah, um, and it's gone. Yeah. Um, another one that just popped in my head um, of TV shows that right now game shows that I am not interested at all, and it's a new show. Okay, and it's called The Hustler. <sighs> I don't know anything about it at all. And what is it? It is hosted by Craig Ferguson. Okay. Who used to host late night before Okay. Uh, I saw I saw a bumper for it. He's wearing a smoking jacket. The set they're looks in like a, a the parlor. interior of like clue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is that show is so you not interesting. Oh, watched I watched it. it. Okay, okay. I I watched two episodes because oh. I was like, maybe I didn't quite understand right. the format, and I'm like, oh no no, I I I saw it. I understand the format, and it is dumb. Oh, because there are people who are 
answering trivia questions, but in between the trivia questions, they're giving facts about the quote hustler and the hustler is one of the people in the group like clue and you have to figure Uh out who the hustler is and if you don't vote out the hustler then the hustler gets all the money and i was like what okay the hustler knows all the answers do they i whether or not they remember i don't know but it's it's like a murder mystery dinner type of thing yeah, but with trivia. Um, and they're sitting in chairs in a parlor. Yeah. And then when you get voted off, you go through a bookcase. Oh. Okay. But again, I guess, you know, COVID times call for desperate measures. You know what? There was um, a couple, I think it was either one or two episodes, I'm not sure, um, during lockdown was Celebrity Escape Room. Oh, and the, I with actually, Jack Black. yeah, I actually only saw one episode, so yeah. I don't know if it was just the one. And it was right. You're right. It was Jack Black. It was Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. Um, it might have just been a, a cluster of people from well, Parks and Rec. Well, I know that escape rooms. They've done <clears throat> celebrity escape rooms for press tours and press junkets yeah. for like uh, they had. Some of the cast of the Avengers were in an escape room. Yeah. Um, there have been, um, was it the cast? Oh, it wasn't um, the one that you're talking about, the most recent one with Adam Scott. Wasn't yeah. that, didn't uh, the lady that plays Phoebe from Friends, wasn't she? Part? Oh, yeah. It was like a, a cluster of really. But wasn't it for Red Nose Day? It was oh, a fundraiser. you're right. You're right. You're right. But it was really well done. Um, the sets that they created for that show and the, you know, the little um, tasks and puzzles they had to the figure clues. out were really well done. It was a really well done little package. But I think that that's a permanent escape room because was in a to hotel yes. in LA. Yeah. And I know that there's a few in San Diego. I know there's yeah. ones in New York and Chicago. It was too put together to right. just be a one of. Right. Um, so. And so puzzle shows uh it's so again that was like a fundraiser. Yeah, you're right. Um but I would love to do an escape room. I think if you had the right group of people, yeah, it would either true. go really well or I everybody you did would scream. An escape room no, no, no. That time. was a murder mystery well, thing oh, for no, a friend's I'm, birthday I'm downtown of, San Diego. Like you guys were on like that huge bike thing. Well, that was just a brewery tour. Oh. That okay. was just beers and brews. I okay. That, yeah, we got on a giant bicycle yeah. and we were biking. No, but the other time, that's the same group of friends. The yeah. other time for my friend's birthday, yeah. it was like a murder mystery where okay. we got clues throughout yeah. downtown San, yeah. San Diego. And we would have to look around and talk to people at different dive bars yeah. who had a clue oh, for us. Oh, back in the times when you could talk to people in person. Complete strangers. Crazy. Yeah, and then you would take pictures with them to, to prove that you, in fact, had talked to that person. Wow. Yeah, no, it was good, but the, our, the guy who was giving us the clues quite obviously did, that was the, he was not interested at all and was like, I'd rather be doing anything else than Aww. doing this with you. Um, so it took a, a long time, but it was still fun. We had a good time. We had a good laugh about it. Um, 
but I think a, an escape room would be fun. Again, either it would go really well or everybody would be screaming at each other, yeah. which then I think would still be fun and entertaining right. and, and make everybody laugh. But, um, again, unsolicited opinion, no one asked for it. I, I, I just say that there's too many shows, too many game shows that don't make sense. I mean, you still have, like, The Price is Right on In the Morning with Drew Carey, and then you have Let's Make a Deal, which, Let's Make a Deal, it's just a cluster of madness, and I, I've and never Wayne enjoyed Brady, that show. What's up with the costumes? Why? Why are You gotta people, have a gimmick. You gotta have a gimmick. Why? And then there's, like, the envelope, or there's the curtain, and then there's the zonk. The zonk donkey that's on like a tractor, <laughs> you know, it's or it's a zonk donkey on rollerblades, and it's like wah wah. And everybody's like, "Oh, that's okay. I had fun." And I'm like, "No." That's 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 the part I love about game shows. It well, doesn't you still matter. Get to spin the wheel. It's it doesn't matter what game show it is. It doesn't matter. The person either loses when the contestant flat out loses or they get a question wrong or whatever whatever they always clap for themselves and they're like it's all right it's all right no it's not all right you lost you lost. you lose <laughs> <laughs> that always cracks me up i feel so terrible i was like you can have feelings you know what the worst part, you know what's <laughs> terrible the worst is the people who are on the prices right and they never get <laughs> On the stage because oh, no. they always get bit out oh, by you, one dollar. Contestant row, bitters row, bitters row, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Uh, three. Uh, Ugh. it's sixteen hundred dollars, Drew. And then the let next person goes sixteen oh one, and oh, you're like, worst. you're like mother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. Oh no. But I, I, I the price is right. As of recent, and they're again doing their best with the with the restrictions. Yeah, uh, they've been giving away a lot of appliances. Oh, that's and nice. a lot of cars. Ah. and uh, not so much vacations, which I'm good. down with, good, which good. is great. Um, and no. then what's the, what was the show that's the no whammies where they would stop press your luck? Hey, there you go, you got it. And there's the big like light up yeah. grid screen, and I'm again. I don't understand it. Okay, all right, you have so many presses. Now, are you going to use those presses, or are you going to pass them along? Yeah, and you're just, just like, like nah, what? I don't want to be here. No. <laughs> no. And, I, I, you know, again, unpopular opinion and unsolicited opinion, and I get it. And at this point, if you lasted this long, you're like, yeah, Karen. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you tell it. You, you, you. <laughs> You speak for the people. You give the little person a voice. Or you're like, you know what? Maybe step away from the TV for a little bit. (laughs) And again, I'm not saying that we don't enjoy the game shows, but um, oh gosh, I get. And and now that that with Jeopardy and you know we we yeah we y'all always miss, Je- I mean, we will miss Alex so much and it's not it's 
Jeopardy has to live on because it is part of America. It is part of the Monday through Friday. It fought, whether we've talked about this before. We've done a whole podcast about Jeopardy. the wheel or Jeopardy. Uh, that sometimes, depending on the time zone you're in, it's one follows the other or yeah. vice versa. But it's it's very sad and tragic that Alex is gone. But the show must go on. Oh, absolutely. And, who, and there's been this huge talk and controversy about who is going to take over the show. And there was supposed to be this revolving door of guest hosts. And you know what? Unpopular opinion or you didn't ask for it unsolicited. Uh, I don't want a revolving door of, quote, celebrity guest host no no thank you no i think it destroys the sh it will destroy the show because like you said people gotta have a gimmick or they might be so consumed about how they're presenting the show alex had a style and it's like do you go with someone who has the same style are they just gonna present the questions is there not gonna be any kind of dry humor in between they had brought on um ken jennings because he was the most the winningest of all time he had been brought on as a producer <clears throat> when alex was still alive and so they had to have someone step in and i'll be honest there's a lot of people that i talked to that did not like ken jennings and i go what how? I thought he did such a great job. He just, as the at the time of this podcast, he has just wrapped the airing of the six weeks that he recorded um, being host of Jeopardy. Those six, week, six weeks worth of episodes have aired. And now they are airing the newest batch of episodes where the executive producer... Of Jeopardy, his name escapes me at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, he has stepped in um, to be the host temporarily. It's worth going <clears throat> and seeking out the pilot episode of Jeopardy with Alex Trebek. Um, not only just to see the hair and the wardrobe, the mustache, and, and the set design. It's so great to see how everybody was learning. Um, everybody was trying to get their rhythm down. It wasn't firing on all cylinders, um, but you could see the glimmer of what was to come. And so I think it. anybody who has a negative opinion about Alex being replaced or whatever, you need to go back and you need to watch episode one and see that he had it, to build it everyone up. has to get into their rhythm. And you need to give someone a shot because we need Jeopardy in our lives. I'm sorry. We just do. We need the trivia. And I will say, I think it was Monday's episode where we're like, whoa, where's Ken? There's this guy. Okay, let's see what he's got. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Ken isn't hosting is because he's, he's on The Chase, which is on the same network, which, yeah. it, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, I had mentioned that not really understanding the point of that show, but Ken is on there. But I think it's interesting to note that they're 
following Alex Trebek's guidelines, but Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode was really hard. The the, the trivia, categories in yeah. the trivia was it's really we hard. only got a couple, which um, you know, we always get excited for the kid or teen or college yeah, tournaments for because sure. we're like, Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got this. Mm-hmm. Um but I did. I am very proud that I did get the final Jeopardy. Yes, you did. You you shouted Godfather. it. You shouted it right out. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Nope. You said it right at the time, but you got it wrong now. <laughs> Fra- you, you, you read the question, and you just it just the guy didn't even finish reading the question. You go, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And, for, and I said, for the Godfather. Yeah, and you were right. And then I just got it wrong. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, it would be like, you know, that's always so heartbreaking when people write out the correct answer and then they cross it out. And then oh, write the new one. no. But, I mean, again, uh, you didn't ask for an opinion, but you're getting it. That I... I don't feel like we need to have tryouts and open tryouts for Jeopardy. No. People that they have floated, again, and you've mentioned this before, Heather, with TV personalities or celebrities, is that just because someone is entertaining in a movie yeah, or a comedian does not necessarily translate no. to being a good host. No. Or being entertaining five nights a week. Yeah. And you're like, what? They, I mean, they talked about, what's his name from Reading Rainbow? LeVar Burton. Which, uh, we've talked about this before. We think he's a wonderful person oh, and a great gosh. guy. Great voice. Yes. But. But why would he host Jeopardy? Jeopardy. He's he never hosted a game show. That's not. He was on Star Trek and he, t- and he helped children learn to read and enjoy reading. I guess that's their point, because Jeopardy is about knowledge, but that's not the same thing. No. It's the same thing like someone who has a really great reading voice, like uh, like Samuel Jackson. Yeah, he or... would not be a good host. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that they've asked Will Ferrell, because he played Alex Trebek on Saturday Night Live? Doubtful. Do you think Lauren Michaels would be... No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Lauren Michaels is way too busy. Well, he's got Saturday Night Live. He's got uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's got uh, Late Seth- Night with Seth Myers. He's got the new Keenan sitcom. He's busy. Which brings us full circle, Heather. This is great because it's, li- it's on my list. <laughs> get all the way back to the beginning uh-huh. um which is new shows that are premiering yes keenan keenan thompson has a brand new sitcom uh that just premiered episode two just premiered the other night uh we watched the pilot the pilot was a little choppy in style it looks as though they originally had planned on it being a three camera in studio in front of an audience sitcom and they decided to scrap that and uh, do just uh, film it like a movie style um, one camera you got to make adjustments where you can and um, I fully support 
the creative decision to get rid of the audience and the laugh track. and the laugh track i think it doesn't need it it does not need it uh it has a stellar cast um it has uh uh don johnson in it which that was a surprise out of left field and how let's let's be honest i don't know how many people listen to our podcasts that are under the age of 30 right uh who knows who Don Johnson is or what he is uh, originally Miami from. Vice, Crockett and Tubbs. I'm, like I said, people who are Hello. younger than us. Probably. Uh, further in time, Nash Bridges, which his sidekick was Cheech of Cheech and Chong, which that I believe that the Nash Bridges show was a remake of the streets of San Francisco with Michael Douglas and uh, Carl Malden. That's just my thing with, with the Carl Malden character being reprised by Cheech Marin. Um, obviously the Michael Douglas character being reprised by Don Johnson. That's my opinion. I don't have anything to substantiate that, but there you go. Heather, unpopular opinion. I don't know. But it's quite possible. I don't know. Anyway. Theory. Yeah. Um, but he's but great. Keenan, but we were like, oh no. Keenan is the longest-running cast member of That's SNL. Did he get kicked to the curb? Because that happens a lot because where it, they get... Like, like salary demands or whatever like that. And but, so you know. he came out and said, I have no plans of leaving Saturday Night Live to do my new show, <laughs> Keenan." So we're like, okay. And we're like, well, we like Keenan on SNL. Oh, he's which great. Which might be an unpopular opinion. Not really sure. Uh, but we think he's great, and so we're like, we'll give his show a chance, and there were some lines in the pilot that were hilarious, and they, and they edited it so well that it went, they dropped, they dropped the line, they dropped the joke, and then instantly cut into a commercial, so then you could turn and look at each other, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they said that, was so funny. Yeah, so, and the thing is, though, that obviously Saturday Night Live is filmed in New York. Um, the Keenan show is filmed in L.A., so Keenan is having to dr- fly back and forth across the country to do this show, so he's putting the, in a but lot the other of guy effort. That's on his show is also from Chris Saturday Night Red, Live. Yes. Um, and he's always doing the raps with Pete Pete Davidson and he's doing so fantastic as well I'm as we've said uh, if you have not watched the pilot episode and the second episode you should check it out because it is worth your time it is funny it is heartwarming it's a great little show and um, I hope it keeps going we're not sure who the Chris Red character is is he Keenan's brother on the show? Is he just his friend? I don't believe they really established, established. that. Not that it actually like really matters. Sidekick. Yeah, he's he's his pal. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, but as, I, I'm sure they'll explain it to us. As I just love the odd camaraderie, the odd mix of the Don Johnson. Personalities, Keenan, yeah. And Chris Red. Chris Red. That triangle mixed in with the two daughters, yes. which I think are great. And then the female producer 
a Keenan's TV show yes. within the show. And then there's um the female the, the comedian. Fe- female comedian. Her name in real life is Fortune Feemster. And in real life she has extremely curly hair. And, and they have made the choice to flat iron her hair into this very, almost like a mullet. Almost like a mullet. And maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I think it's working for her. It's hilarious because it's almost like an anchorman. Yes. The way that the that things are set up. So it's uh, the Keenan wake up with Keenan. Yeah. Talk show. A talk kind. show within the show is almost a mix of Good Morning America and uh, Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the mix. And I, I have to say. Maybe on popular opinion, maybe it's too soon. It's two episodes in. I like it. Yeah. I enjoy it. And I support it. Yeah. And there's other shows that have premiered. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna bag on it uh-huh. and call them out. But there are numerous new shows that have come on. I have watched the first and second episode. Nope. Yeah. No, thank you. I'll be switching it over to streaming and I'll be watching the same shows over again. So We'll, we'll we'll wrap it up, but I uh, I will I do want to say one thing before we go because we have talked so much about pilots. I need to say give a shout out and mention in spotlight one of the best pilots I have ever seen ever. And if it's not already, I feel that it should be used as an example and taught. In film school because it's that good and the episode pilot episode of the series I am talking about is grim ah now I think a lot of people were on the edge of their seats if they made it this far they're probably like she's gonna say friends no. she's gonna say Seinfeld no she's gonna say Frasier nope she's gonna say the Sunny and Cher or a variety show. Oh my god, where'd that they're, come from? They're gonna say she's gonna say Did Bob Mackie call in and put in a request? What are you talking about? She's gonna say I'm trying to think of other box sets that I currently own. Don't bother, because you don't need them. It's grim. Okay. It's the NBC show that was about the legend of the brothers Grimm, but it was about uh the uh 30-something-year-old uh, young... Police officer. Police uh, police detective. Excuse me, Detective Burkhart. How dare you? Sorry. I don't know the man's name in real life, the actor, but he's... He's, he's on a show now. Call A Million Little Pieces or little a Million Things, million little things um, which is a tour de force drama, and it's a little too intense. They like emo- hockey. Emotionally, I can't handle it. But he's wonderful. I, I watched great. the first couple episodes of that show, and then they changed the night that the episodes were on, and so they lost me. I think initially was the, the new shows came on. Uh, it was either Monday or Thursday, and they switched it. Oh, new night. The show will be on in, in its new time slot. And I was like, oh, man, that's the same time of some other show I watched. And I had to pick between the two and a million little things. I think that's what it's called. And okay. I believe it's still on. Um, the lead actor of Grimm is David Guntoli. 
and and he's amazing and of course the uh second the sidekick the sidekick is monroe monroe and his name is silas weir mitchell and he fixes clocks and he does okay so anyway i'm not going to get into the weeds in it but i'm just going to tell you those that are the two characters that we see that the the pilot episode of grim is incredible and executive produced by sean hayes who of course played jack on will and grace and he transitioned uh from the will original run of will and grace to go behind the camera behind the scenes and he executive produced uh the television show grim which uh, i believe was on for five six seasons it was on for a while and it was really well done um Anyway, that's just, that's all I'll say about because that. Because it established the character. Everything you need the to town, know. It established the entire storyline for the, not just the season, but the entire series. Yes. In one episode. Yes. Which, Unreal. 42 minutes. Unreal how good it is. It is really difficult. As we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it is extremely difficult to introduce a character, the storyline, the make direction, you the purpose. Make you invested in the story. Make you invested in the characters. Like, you care what's happening. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Snaps to everyone who worked on that episode and that series, for that matter. Good job. And it makes sense why... Pretty much every actor from that show, when Grimm ended, or got killed off of Grimm, they got to be on another show. It's true. They got to be on another series. It's true. So, I mean, that... I think the woman who played Juliet Grimm's girlfriend actually has a new series that's coming out this week. It it actually just premiered last night. I had a couple friends that texted me about it, asking me if I saw it. It is the new Lois Lane Superman, and she plays Lois. There you go. Now, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't either. I, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I do not have an opinion on it yet, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I, is it ironic? Because when... When the Grimm show came out, a lot of people said that the Nick Burkhart character played by the actor, they go, he should be Superman because of his coloring and just everything. In persona. But also, he has gone on not only to do that show that you mentioned earlier, he has also done voiceover work for Batman cartoons. And he has been the voice of Batman. I know. So he's, he's working. He's yeah. making it work. Yep. Work. <clears throat> well, guys, I think we've taken up enough of your valuable time with our ramblings. But I'm hoping that you enjoyed it. Our our free-flowing, free-form <laughs> thoughts, how they twist and wind. <laughs> like dust in the wind. That's right. And again, uh, you know, unsolicited opinions on maybe some unpopular opinions but that that's what you're tuning in for that's right it's what you're listening for on our podcast i'm not complaining i'm just asking for you to give new shows a chance and maybe switch it over from the ones that you've been watching that you're not really that entertained by 
Yeah.